0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in the free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com SGP. That's coorslight.com SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, April 13th, currently 10:40 on the East Coast. Here to recap everything that we saw last night in the Tuesday night play in tournaments games as well as give you a betting preview for the games tonight between the Charlotte Charlotte Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks as well as the San Antonio Spurs and New Orleans Pelicans and joining me to break it all down the superstar of the show my main man my co-host Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell how you feeling this uh, Wednesday evening my man. I just want to come on here and say congratulations to the NBA
1: 2022 NBA champions, the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations, fellas. It was a job well done. Yeah. Patrick Beverly, Defensive Player of the Year. Ant-Man, a won MVP. <laughs> hey, shout out to the man. To Memphis. Shout out to the Minnesota Timberwolves for winning the NBA championship. I'm so happy, so proud for those guys. Oh my gosh, it's really crazy. You, I never thought I'd see the day the Minnesota won the title. Never thought I'd see the day. Never. Didn't think that I would ever see the day. It's a... It, it happened in a blink of the eye. Like you yeah. just might've blinked your eye and didn't even know it happened. And the fact that they locked it up and we're still in April, this is great. This is absolutely great. So we yeah. just got nothing to do. That's the end of the season. See y'all. That's this the last episode of the podcast. We'll be back, um, in the fall. So, Hey, take it easy. Deuces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back around, uh, August, um, or September when we do our division previews, but yeah, man, it's been a great season, Terrell. You absolutely crushed it this season, man. Uh, congrats to the Minnesota Timberwolves for hoisting the L- Larry O'Brien Trophy. Oh, those uh, tickets cashed. So I hope you, I hope you pro- swapped the tickets. I hope you did yeah. something.
1: I hope everybody bought in on Minnesota. Those tickets cashed. Who <laughs> we man, man <laughs> oh
0: man. Oh yeah, this uh, the a little excessive. I guess we can say uh after they got a little concealed. a little it was a it little was very excessive. excessive. Very they were excessive. out there
1: crying, they were crying, kissing babies. Cat was kissing his girl <laughs> like well, it was Jordan Woods, so I, I ought to kiss her like that too. But at the end of the day, it, he they was out there acting like them boys had did something. Like, come on, yo, you beat the Clippers. Like granted, nobody well, nobody on this show picked you to win, but it is it, super <laughs> it's hilarious how they just go ahead and start acting like that off one win. Now you got to go in there. This is the ultimate letdown spot. This is the ultimate letdown spot. I don't care. It's seven points right now. I'll lay the seven points with the Grizzlies because there's no way their mind is ready for this. The more boys still out there partying and drinking. You'd think that they was a college team think yeah. it was some small college school that beat a power five school <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like <laughs> the boys no because at least saint peters was able to keep it rolling after the high yeah. if these boys fumble after the high then it's crazy it's just dang you want in the playing game like you want play playing game and i i swear i would have thought that they ain't been to the playoffs since about 2006 2005 like this was the the uh what they call it, the Sacramento Kings. and yeah. this was the Sacramento Kings, I would understand that completely. This mm-hmm. is 16 straight seasons without missing the without making the playoffs. Yeah, you missed the playoffs for 16 straight seasons. It you better have a parade. Sacramento better have a parade when they make the playoffs. <laughs> Next time they make the playoffs, they better have a parade and host them boys' jerseys up in the Raptors because that is a feat in itself. So you telling me that you made the playoffs in 2018. Cat, you've been to the playoffs before. Yeah. Patrick bell been to the playoffs before. I don't know why them boys act like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The I, city I r- think, rallied behind yeah. them. Maybe it's because they was getting a butt whooped by the Dodgers just across the street, but I don't know. We don't know what was going
0: on there. I think it was more for Patrick Beverly because he was going up against his former team. And, you know, the, uh, apparently what they were talking about in the the, the team and commentary that, the contract that they offered patrick beverly when he's with the clippers just they said it was borderline disrespectful so you know bev is the it type was. of player that wears his emotions on his on his sleeve and he wanted to go out and prove that he's worth it so i understand that he played hard and, and you know he had the game sealing plays in the final minute there but you know, i think crying and all that all that stuff was yeah pretty uh pretty excessive but they got the job done man i think you uh, we'll, we'll get to get we'll, we'll actually get into the details of the game but i want to go to the first game of the night before we get back to the clippers and the wolves game I actually talk about the game but um this first game between the brooklyn nets cleveland cavaliers kind of played out how everybody thought it would expect or except for the people that did bet on the cleveland cavaliers ats i was on the nets um but again, it played Brooklyn, out how I thought it would. It played yeah, out how yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it would. Yeah, you yeah, and Scott exactly were spot. On I about thought it. it would. Yeah, you you and Scott were spot on about it. Look, Brooklyn over the last couple of games, as kind of down the stretch here uh, in the final couple of games of the regular season, where games were mattering for them, they were cl- coming out and playing well in the first quarter. And again, they did that last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got they were up forty to twenty. Ky- Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant were absolutely fantastic in that first half. Come halftime. We've talked about Steve Nash, and he's not able to make adjustments or, I guess, come out with a different plan. But you got to give credit to J.B. Bickerstaff for making adjustments in the second half and getting his team back into this game. But final score ended up being Brooklyn Nets 115, Cavs 108. Cavs covered the uh, closing number of plus 9.5. I don't think it was
1: adjustments, Joe. I don't even even think it was adjustments. I think they started doubling
0: Kevin Durant in the second half.
1: But I think that the, the Nets just was they were seventy one percent in the first quarter. no matter what yeah. you do, no matter what you do, you're not gonna you're not gonna keep up with that seventy one percent. Yeah, one of your best players doesn't miss a shot until the third quarter. Like you're not gonna keep up with that. They were just incredibly efficient. Yeah, they were incredibly efficient. They got out to a lead, and all Cleveland did was chip away, chip away, chip away. They mm-hmm. you know next thing you knew. End of the second quarter, lead down 13, then leads down to six, and they, they're chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And Brooklyn did what they were supposed to do and just treaded water. Yeah. They just treaded water. And that's what they do all the time, especially when they're at home and they're playing – teams that are technically less than them. They just traded water. That's why yeah. the, this spread was a tad bit large, and it closed at nine and a half. So you really, really wasn't sweating if you got at closing value. Maybe if you had it at eight where I picked it, yeah. then you might have had a little bit of a sweat going on. But they it, – it, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't think that Brooklyn is that good. They They are not that good where they can just take a game over anymore – Literally, everything has to go right for them to be able to do that. And if everything is not going right for them, then nine times out of 10, this game is closer than it should be, or they lost the game entirely. So, it it, only thing I wish is that I would have got a money line win out of it, but Mm -hmm. I covered the spread. Yeah. And, you know, Cleveland has another shot at it. To yeah. try to go ahead and write the ship, and I think they'll have a decent chance of being able to do that against the winner of the nine ten matchup. But yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on Brooklyn, and it looks like the public is not sold on Brooklyn either because that line switched from plus money oh, to quick. The Celtics doing that series yeah. to the Celtics being a favorite very, mm-hmm. very quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, outside of KD and Kevin Durant, uh, sorry, uh, outside of Kyrie and Kevin Durant last night, I think Bruce Brown had a fantastic game. For the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he almost had a triple double last night. He finished up with 18 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Um, Nick Claxton off the bench was also great. He had 13 points, nine rebounds, uh, five blocks. I think that was huge for them as well. But, you know, give Cleveland credit. Uh, they do have another game, a chance on their home floor, actually, to get into the playoffs and face the number one seed, the Miami Heat. They'll face a the loser of tonight's matchup between the Charlotte Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks um, to get in as that eight seed. So, Um, draw anything else you kind of took away from this game? Uh, now the the stage is set set for Boston and Brooklyn. I know you and uh Scott will dive into that tomorrow, but anything else from this game in particular that you kind of took away? Mm, Yeah,
1: I mean, that was that was the extent of it. I just don't think the Brooklyn Nets are that good of a team. I think that this team is a Potential first round out. To be honest, I think that the Boston Celtics can give it to them in that yeah. series, and we'll get to it and talk about the breakdown a little bit more. But tomorrow, but yeah. it, I I don't think Brooklyn is that good of a team, and the Cavaliers are going to have their hands full with the winner of Charlotte and the Hawks. Yeah, 100%. Charlotte and Atlanta. So they're gonna have their hands full trying to get that done at home. Both of those teams a little bit questionable on the road. Charlotte is better than Atlanta, so I think that you probably maybe want to see Atlanta just because they're road tendencies. But I, mm. we know Atlanta can do when you give them one game to win. So
0: yeah,
1: um, I'm, I would be very concerned if I'm the Cleveland Cavaliers. But nonetheless, this was still a great season for them. Nobody put, expect them to be in this position. Mm-hmm. And as a testament to the coaching and the team and the resiliency, and this team is going to be good. They are going to be good. They're going yeah. to be able to come back and bounce back from this and put on a good showing next year.
0: Yeah, 100%. They do get that home game, uh, like we talked about, on Friday night um, to face the loser of that game here tonight. So uh, let's get over to the next game here, Terrell, uh, specifically talking about the game, the Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, This game was pretty much dominated by the referees, man. There were so many fouls being called, especially on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Guys being in uh, foul trouble, especially in that first half. I think Beverly and uh, Jared Vanderbilt each had three Cat had four in the first half. He quickly fouled out with about 726 left in the game. Um, It seemed like the Clippers were in control, but I think it really turned around when Cat actually did foul out. And the Clippers kind of just went cold. I did tweet out that we see pandemic P here in this playoff game. And as soon as I tweeted it out, you know, he turned it around and started knocking down some shots and, and being the Paul George we're used to seeing in the regular season. But I, I think we have to give number one, Credit to three guys on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that's Patrick Beverly, who was absolutely fantastic down the stretch. Uh, D'Angelo Russell picked up the offensive output once Cat uh, or Cat didn't even have a really big of a game. And Anthony Edwards, man, he just came out and played ball here tonight uh, or last night. Thirty points for him, twenty nine for D'Lo. Uh, What were you? What were kind of your takeaways from this game? Um, as the Minnesota Timberwolves won this one to play the Memphis Grizzlies as a seventh seed. See, I'm
1: not even and I'm not even looking at those guys as my, you know, heroes of the game. I'm looking at Nas Reed and Jeremy Vanderbilt as two guys that Nas Reed able to help keep offense going and keep able to scoring on the board, coming mm-hmm. off the bench in that backup center role, hit knocking down some big threes and Jaron yep. Vanderbilt doing what he does not only on the defensive end, but rebounding as well mm-hmm. and able to put them in positions to get crucial rebounds and keep them in that game. So even though uh Vanderbilt was in some foul trouble, when he came off the bench and he was able to get into the game before picking up another foul or before being sent back to the bench, he was really an effect on that game. So I'm that's that's my guy. That's those of my guy that I'm looking at. Yeah, like they, they they got a they got a play from all their bench guys, all their role playing guys. Lee Beasley hit a number of threes that was able to go, and that was a prop bet a lot of people were on. Lee Beasley hit a lot of threes, and he was able mm-hmm. to keep that team afloat. It was it was everybody else for me, and that's what it takes when your guy is not getting it going, when your guy can't get it going. When he has something like foul trouble that's keeping him back, when he can't get the ball in the basket, when he can't even get the volume to get into rhythm like he wants to get into, that's what happens. As soon as Cat went down, everybody else said, all right, I got to step up. And then they went ahead and did their thing. And that's when they got the run going against the Clippers. So this is a... Growing, learning more moment for the Clippers. I think that they're perfectly going to be fine. Yeah. As I was watching the game, it just it dawned on me at somewhere in the third quarter or something like that that. No matter the outcome of the game, the the loser of that game is going to be the eight seed. I think that whoever it is between the Spurs and the Pelicans, whoever wins that game is going to go on the road and go play those guys, and they're going to get punched in the mouth. I think both of those teams are playoff teams, the playoff caliber teams, and they have the ability to win a play-in game between the Clippers—not Clippers, but between the Spurs and the Pelicans. So, Mm -hmm. I'm not really worried about the Clippers here. Only thing that this really helped me out with was my Memphis Grizzlies feature. Yeah. That that's really what it helped me out with. I told you, and I told y'all on the mother podcast, I've told y'all before, the Clippers were my biggest threat to the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. I did not like that matchup of them seeing the Clippers. Yeah. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. And now that they avoided it and they have Minnesota, things switch up because that matchup against Minnesota is a lot better for them. They have the players that can match up one on one with everybody uh minnesota has because Jer- uh, jaron jackson jr can absolutely go one-on-one with cat and at least yep. slow him down in production mm-hmm. and so that's going to be a-, a great series to watch i can't wa- wait to watch that matchup down low especially with the look a smaller man on cat that's going to be a very very good matchup and yep. then the clippers if they can pull this off against the spurs or the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. The Clippers are live dogs against the Suns, man. I don't care what nobody say. They they are live dogs against the Suns. And it would not shock me if Kawhi Leonard, because the same thing happened with Paul George. Mm -hmm. Paul George just randomly was questionable one day. Yeah, It wasn't like we were sitting here and we were reporting and we were talking about Paul George is wrapping up production. Paul George is getting ready to come back. It was one day Paul George was randomly questionable. And then next thing you know, he's playing tonight. Yeah. If Kawhi Leonard comes back and joins this team for a series against the Suns, the Suns should very much be concerned. They should very much be
0: concerned. Yeah. So, I agree not really- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, back for the first round. I mean, they, they really keep the, uh, I guess the updates on him, uh, you know, sealed uh, very tightly and shut in. We don't find out till maybe closer to game time for him, but mm-hmm. – and I like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if he is gonna be playing. But um, you know, for the Clippers, I kind of going back to the game last night, I think Norman Powell was absolutely fantastic for them. You know, he had some great minutes off the bench. He provided that offensive spark. When Paul George was off the bench, he was three or five from three point land. Um, and I think that's what's really gonna take. And there's a there's some points in the first half where it just seemed like Paul George wasn't gonna trust his teammates, and he felt like he was trying to do too much for me. And the second half kind of came around and you know, he started trusting his teammates a little more, but again. Defensively is where they kind of got in trouble last. night. Terrence Mann had two huge blocks that I think could have made a difference in the game for them if they would have won this game. But, um, you know, that was something that I thought that was really big for the Clippers last night. But, yeah, they do get a home game uh, on Friday night, like we talked about, against the loser of the Pelicans and uh, – I'm sorry, the winner of the Pelicans and the Spurs game for that eighth seed. So, um, this is going to be a lot of fun for the Clippers. And again, if the Clippers do actually pull it off, I 100% agree with you that they are um, going to give everything that they can and and possibly on upset alert against the Phoenix Suns as the number one seed in the West. Uh, you were mentioning something. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, I have not. Okay. Uh, anything else from this game before we dive into the two games tonight here, Terrell? All good. All right. Let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll discuss the two games here tonight in the play-in tournament. We're brought to you by Winbet. Make sure to get down on Winbet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the Winbet Casino is offering 100% deposit, bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. That's right. Same game parlays with the Win's Own Build Your Own Bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's that time, the NBA Playoffs, and SGPN is offering NBA Playoffs Bracket Challenge. We're giving away $500 in their bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA Playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports and more, we're busier than ever before. And sometimes we forget to take a second to, for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do You always feel like you're always on work, friends, family, a million social issues, and the expectation to be on 24 seven. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light, it's made to chill mountain cold refreshment it's really made to chill like i said coors light is cold lager cold filtered and cold packaged it's literally made to chill it's as crisp and refreshing as the colorado rockies perfect for a moment to unwind when i need to take a second for myself i reach for the beer that's made to chill Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Coming off of the break, the first game on the schedule tonight is going to be the Eastern Conference 9th and 10th seed matchup. Again, the winner of this game will face the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday night in Cleveland. Um, Terrell, let's start it off here, man, with the opening line of this game. This number opened up minus four and a half for the Atlanta Hawks. That number is now up to minus five over on a win bet. Total opened up at 239 and a half. That number has come down by about four points here. Um, that number is now at 236 for this game. Uh, I did see a video of John Collins getting up shots uh, for the uh, Atlanta Hawks, but I don't think that he's going to be playing at all. Uh, I already see him ruled out on the latest injury report um, for the uh, Atlanta Hawks, but everybody else is a go for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus five for the Atlanta Hawks hosting the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Yeah, here I'm just going to take the – the veteran bunch I'm not really going to think about this too much I'm going to take the veteran bunch and I like the Atlanta Hawks here this team's been to the playoffs this team's been here done that they've done it over multiple series made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and now they're in the opportunity to right the ship of what was a down season and what their expectations were supposed to be for not only the fans and you know a lot of people in the industry but for themselves they absolutely thought that they would not be in this playing game they would be locked into a playoff seat a playoff seed and mm-hmm. competing to win the championship and now they're trying to compete to get into the playoffs so i think that this is going to be the opportunity that the hawks are looking for just to kind of right the ship a little bit and they're just going to be behind their offense so the past 10 games they're 100 scoring 120 points 0.8 points per game that's fourth mm-hmm. in the nba and not to mention shooting about 40 percent from the three-point line so the biggest thing for them is probably going to be that their turnovers and just limiting their turnovers. They make about 11 turnovers a game. That's first in the NBA. Yep. And so that's going to carry them for a lot of the game, just having efficient offense because their defense has been shown to lack. It really has. It's been shown a lack over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about both of these teams is that they've shown us during different portions of the season that they can score and they can defend at different times. So during different times, remember that stretch with Charlotte, where Charlotte would look really, really good defensively. They're like a top 10 team defensively for a couple of weeks. Atlanta had the same stretch where they were around a top 10 team defensively for a couple of weeks. So both of these teams can turn it on. And I'm just going to trust Nate McMillan in this spot and Nate McMillan to make the adjustments and get the buy-in on his team on both sides of the court, not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end too, and really disrupt what Charlotte has going on. So I think the Hawks can actually roll in this one a little bit. I like the rotation that they have with Bog Movadovic coming off the bench yeah. and him being able to add that level of scoring off the bench.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I do like Atlanta here in the first half, and I think that's what's going to probably be my play here. Yeah, I think I do like Atlanta here in the first half, especially being on their home floor. Uh, We saw you talked about it last year. This Atlanta team made the run all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they were damn good home team, especially in the first half. And we've seen all season long, Terrell, that Charlotte has been that kind of that third quarter team, and they've kind of come out flat in first halves, and they really turn it up in the third quarter whatever goes on in the locker room for the Charlotte Hornets in that third quarter, or sorry, at halftime or whatever it says, um, they come out and play in that third quarter. So I do like Atlanta here, Trey young, uh, Deandre Hunter, uh, Kevin Hurd, those guys that come out and play well and Bogdanovich coming off the bench, like you mentioned, um, you mentioned the experience. I think that's going to be huge for them as well um, in this game. So I think this might be a, a game where you maybe want to get a better number on Charlotte, maybe in game, but, um, because I do think Atlanta comes out and plays well here tonight on their home floor. Uh, I did need to mention that Gordon Hayward is going to be out. He's out for the rest of the season. He did come back for a couple games for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, but I think that foot injury kind of crept up again for some soreness. So I think uh, he's not going to be in this game for sure. And I don't think he'll be here for the rest of the season, but um, do you have a case that you can make for the Hornets coming out and what kind of has to go right for them to win this game here tonight? Terrell? Absolutely
1: have a case for the Hornets. The Hornets are pretty solid on the road, 23 and 18 ATS on the road. And it's not like that they're these numbers aren't far apart. These numbers aren't far apart at all. Last 10 games, the Hawks are fourth in scoring. The Hornets are 10th in scoring. Yeah. Hawks are sixth, sixth in three point percentage. Hornets are tenth. Mm-hmm. Hawks are tenth in field goal percentage. Hornets are third. You know, the, these numbers aren't that far off from each other. It's just the Hornets' defense is abysmal. It's truly abysmal. And the only thing that they do right is, well, no, they actually don't do anything right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So they actually really don't do anything right defensively. They're giving up 39% from three-point line. Yeah. Now they're first in scoring points in the paint so they can get into the paint and that's going to be where they need to attack the Hawks is the attacking on the inside and getting those guys like LaMelo Ball and Montrez Harrell when he comes off the bench is going to be huge. Like he has an opportunity to go out here and put some really big numbers up on that second unit of the Hawks who are effectively it's Clint Capella. That is really the big inside presence there, and it's not really anybody else. So I'm looking at Montrez Harrell coming off the bench, and if you could find props on him, I would play Montrez Harrell props tonight because I think that this could be one of those games where he finishes some seven for eight, 14 points because he was able to score and just get good looks underneath the basket in the paint. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot that can go right for this Hornets team, and if they lock in defensively, and like you said, if they can make a run in that second half, if they start out slow, they absolutely can be in this game. I don't think it's a runaway. Yeah. I just like, you know, a couple of free throws to go to Hawksway and them to eat by this cover.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I should have mentioned that these two teams did match up in the regular season four times. Uh, split the season series two to um, Hawks. They alternate between wins and losses you kind of think about these two teams that we just talked about you would think that there would be high very high scoring games but there was only one game on the schedule or between these two teams where it was really high scoring those back on that december 5th matchup uh where the final score was 131 27 the hornets won that game but other than that terrell it's been 115 105 113 91 and 116 106 so and i think that you know again defensively Whoever plays the better, you know, it sounds kind of cliche or sounds kind of Captain Obvious here, but I think whoever plays the better defense in this game is going to win the game. Last year, this Hornets team was in the play-in tournament, and they gave up 144 points to the Indiana Pacers last year in that play-in tournament. So that's not that's not going to get it done for the Hornets. They're going to have to be better on defense um, you talked about Montrez Harrell in three games so far against the Atlanta Hawks. He's averaging 19.3 points and nine rebounds. Um, Let me see if I can dig a little further on that and see his exact um, game log against the Hawks here. Give me one. Well, Why are you doing that? I can talk about some props. I like. yeah, go ahead. So I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. Go for the props.
1: Looking at, LaMelo, this could be very much a LaMelo game. And if we think about who is guarding him on the other end, you're going to see what, Trey Young or Kevin Herter. You may get DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter wants to pick up that assignment, but he might be getting the Miles Bridges assignment tonight. And so LaMelo in four games this season, 45 Points, rebounds, assists, 35, 29, 41. I think that is a very good chance that he could light up the stat sheet again in this one and eat closer up to that 40 number. I like DeAndre Hunter points over versus the Hawks, looking at his last, I mean, not the Hawks, but against the Hornets, looking at his last three games, 20, 20, 21. I think he's going to, he can go absolutely go over that number. And when you think about it, it makes sense. He's got a little bit of a size advantage, plus their ability, their inability to guard anybody. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at his primary defender probably being a Miles Bridges type over there. I think he absolutely can get over Miles Bridges and be able to get some easy buckets, and be able to raise up above them. Yeah. So there's just a couple Clint Capella rebounds. I think that's a you know an easy one. Thinking about centers going against the Hornets and how much of a liability they are on the inside, that Clint Capella could easily have a really really good game.
0: Yeah, you know me, I've been fading uh, uh, this Hornets interior defense all season long. I'm just not a Mason public guy. You you know that Scott knows that, and it kind of shows in the numbers of what uh, Clint Capella has done against uh, the uh, Charlotte Hornets. So I'll get to that in a second. Kind of going back to Montrez Harrell, and I'm double-checking this because I couldn't believe what I saw here on one of the books here. Um, Give me one second. Yeah. Um, so Montrez Herald this season in four three games against the Hawks. He had two against two when he was with Washington and one who was a member of the Charlotte Hornets. So um, against the Hawks when he was with the Wizards, 25 points, 13 rebounds. In the second game as a Wizard uh, against the Hawks, 13 points, 8 rebounds. And then in one game against the Hawks as a member of the Charlotte Hornets, 20 points and 6 rebounds. Now, I'm looking at one of the books that does have their props out. They have Montrezl Harrell at nine and a half points at even money. But I think the more head-scratching for me here, Terrell, is that his rebounds are at four and a half at plus money. What am I missing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's just you don't think he's going to get the work. That's ultimately what it is. You you don't think that he's going to get the work, and he's coming off the bench in that type of role. I don't know. I would absolutely smash those props. I
0: think that Montrezl Harrell could be in double-double territory tonight. Yeah, let me see if I can find a double-double number for him. I don't see it posted yet, but, yeah, I I like your angle on that. I'm definitely taking that rebounds prop um, as well as a points prop, especially if it's that even money. Um, You talked about Clint Capella. I was looking at him before we actually started recording here, and he's been absolutely dominant on the boards against his coordinates team, and rightfully so. Um, Over the last – at least this season, he's had uh, 15 rebounds, 14 rebounds, eight rebounds, 15. But if you kind of go back all the way to his days when he was with the Rockets, he's had – 13 or more rebounds in three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The thing about the last 10 games he's had, not out of the last 10 games against the Hornets, he's had 13 or more rebounds. So right now I'm, I'm seeing it listed at 13 and a half uh, for Clint Capella on his rebounds here tonight at plus money as well. So I think that's worth a look as well. You talked about DeAndre Hunter, um, 14 and a half. I think he's going to have to be a big contributor for this Atlanta Hawks team to kind of take up at least that scoring pressure off of Trey Young um, as far as you know, help contributing on the offensive end, we know what he can do on defense. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell? Before we get on, let me uh kind of discuss the total here. <sighs> this number is really high for me, and, and I feel like you know, we saw it last night where the in, the there's nerves for teams that come out and play and there's adjustments that are made. Um, as the game kind of goes on, I think Nate McMillan can do that, I think James Perigo can do that as well. Um, and I just think this number is too high. I think that it's probably ends around what we've seen in the regular season or around, you know, 105, 110, something in that neighborhood. But do you have any thoughts on the total for this game? Yeah, I'm on the first half over. So okay. the Hawks
1: are seven, two and one in their last ten at home and the Hornets are six and four in their last ten on the road. Okay. So I and I think it plays into my angle of how I thought that the total was gonna go anyway. And right. that I think that this is going to be an over game until it's not, and so I think yeah. the first half over is a good play, and then you can come back in on the under. You'll get a pretty good number on the under, mm-hmm. but overall, I would, I think that it's going to ha- come probably around this number. I would lean to the under and take my chances there. Okay. But I, I like a I like the first half over if I'm playing a total, and then coming back and trying to get a better number on the live line and
0: bet it under. Yeah, I think if your book offers one n- number I am curious to see is the Atlanta Hawks first quarter team total over. I did play it on the Brooklyn last night at over 30 and a half. They scored 40 in the first quarter. And then Atlanta mm-hmm. I'm currently seeing at 31 um for this game. And again, I think you know we've talked about how Charlotte's, Charlotte is kind of notorious for off the slow start. So I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta in the first half, you know, gets 60 plus points, you know, scoring 65 in that first half and it kind of slows down the pace at least slows down in the second half where defense uh, the intensity kind of goes up so um yeah i do like your angle on that as well but i do like the under in this game and, and definitely uh atlanta hawks in the first half here uh, against the charlotte hornets i think they just come out and play well here um anything else before what's we get your to full the next game? game what's your full game
1: your full games i
0: i'm yeah i'm I'm leaning towards taking Charlotte here because I, I feel like, again, we've seen this multiple times throughout the season where they just kind of make it a game in the second half. And that's why I kind of like uh, Atlanta in the first half, and then finding a better number on live, but at least for a pregame number, I, I did play the five and a half for the Charlotte Hornets on the spread here uh, for the full game. But again, live opportunity, especially in games like in the playoffs, I think that's where your real real money market is. Because last night, mm-hmm. even though I did bet the Nets minus eight and a half, I was able to pick up a 14 and a half on the Cavs when they were down, you know, 20 plus points um, in the in that first quarter. So I, that, that worked out mm-hmm. well for me. So definitely, I think, this, you know, we talk about in the playoffs, definitely have your phones open, have your laptops open, looking for those live numbers. But, you know, just to answer your question, I do like – Uh, the Hornets full game plus five and a half and the under in this game uh, between these two squads here tonight. Um, Terrell, let's take uh, one more quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the second game of the night between the Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs. It's a hectic time of year between weddings, graduation, spring sports and more. We're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season take a second and enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on work friends family a million, million pressing so- social issues and an expectation to be on 24 7. sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button and that's why you reach for a coors light it's made to chill there's only one beer that's out there literally made to chill and that's coors light the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold that way you always know when it's time to chill when you need to hit the reset just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is co lagered cold filtered, and cold packaged It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So all you gotta do is head over to coorslight.com SGP that's CoorsLite.com slash SGP to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart. And remember to always res- celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prowling eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public. I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. All right. Coming off of the break, we have the last game of the plate in tournament, um, at least for tonight, between the San Antonio Spurs heading to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Uh, Let me quickly check the injury report for anything significant here. Um, Everybody is a go. Uh, Only probable tag right now I see for the Spurs is Romeo Langford, but I don't think that he's going to get much playing time. Uh, Doug McBuckets is going to be out for this game for the San Antonio Spurs. He's been out with a right ankle sprain. Um, So no no, no Doug McBuckets for the Spurs. Um, Looking at the season series here, before we get into the actual uh, numbers for this game, um, Spurs actually did take three out of the four from the San Antonio Spurs. I'm sorry, the Spurs took three out of four from the Pelicans and pretty comfortably in some of their games where they won 112 97 uh, 124 114 and then 107 103 in their latest one um i don't know I'm sure how much we can take away from that because they didn't have CJ McCollum and again they had that lineup change i think after the all-star break before they when they inserted Jackson Hayes into that uh, starting lineup for the pelicans kind of giving them more defensive presence and rim protection but Terrell, let's first start with the uh numbers here for this game so this number actually opened minus uh let's see minus five and a half for the pelicans that number has pretty much say the course here at minus five and a half over on win bet the biggest mover has been on the total uh opened up at 230 and a half that number is now at 224 over on win bet uh drama kicking to you here man uh what are you leaning towards this game, and uh, what are you kind of looking out for in this game as far as matchups and X's and O's?
1: So for the Pelicans, I'm just looking for them to be able to match the defensive intensity that the Spurs are going to bring towards them. Okay. So the Spurs are first in an opponent's field goal percentage and second in opponent's points per game. I mean points in the paint. And during this, you know, last 10-game stretch, they are fourth in opponent's points per game. So fourth in opponent's points per game. First in opponent's field goal percentage. Second opponent's points in paint, And let's just go ahead and toss in there that they don't turn the ball over. They have the, ce- the six least turnovers in the whole NBA. And okay. so I'm questioning here, are the Pelicans going to be able to match their intensity? And are the Pelicans going to be able to go ahead and make this? Don't make this an offensive explosion. If they make this an offensive explosion, then it's going to be really, really hard for them to go ahead and cover this spread because they're going to be going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Can the Pelicans slow this game down? And can they be able to score the basketball when the game gets slow? Like, are they going to be able to do that? I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not certain on that aspect. I'm just going to bank on the Pelicans scoring and just completely running over this team offensively. And so with C.J. McCollum, with Brandon Ingram, and I know they haven't gotten a lot of playing time during these these last few games, but remember when we saw them when the trade first happened, it was absolutely it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing. This was 100% what they were looking for, and everybody in New Orleans was walking around like Zion Who? Zion, who I don't know who that is because we got our offensive guys right there. And that's why CJ was brought into this team. And so the Pels beat up on bad teams and they struggle against good teams. This is par for the course. I'm not really questioning it. I already locked it up on the mother podcast with Sean and Ryan. I really like new Orleans here. Minus five.
0: Yeah. You're not going to get much argument for me here uh, on this game. Um, Brandon Ingram has just been absolutely dominant against the San Antonio Spurs. You kind of look at his numbers. I know we'll get to player props here in a second, but he's had five straight uh, 20 plus point uh, games against the San Antonio Spurs. And since CJ McCollum has come over to this team, um, he's also had two 30 plus point games against the Spurs team over his last three games. Um, you know, the one concern for me is that, you know, sir, the Spurs were one of the teams that played at a higher pace throughout the season and the game kind of really slows down, especially in these high playoff atmosphere games. And is the half court offense going to be able to, score enough points for the san antonio spurs i know they have jante murray and, and they have guys that can knock down the shot but when it turns into a half-court offense i think that's where the spurs are going to kind of struggle in this game and when on the other side for the pelicans when you have two players like cj mccullum and brandon ingram who can create their own shots and get to the basket and even knock down mid-range jump shots and even the three-point shot i think that's where they kind of are going to have the advantage here and i think I have talked about this several times and inserting Jackson Hayes into that starting lineup and giving them that written protection has really made them a better defensive team. It gives them that written protection. Again, you have a great rebounder in Jonas Valachunas on this team. Um, you know, a guy in Jackson Hayes can block shots. And then you have, you know, Herb Jones. We haven't really talked about him, who's you know, can block down uh another the opposing team's best player or another shooter on this team where he can close out on three point shooters and then block shots as well. So I think that's where the advantage really is here for the New Orleans Pelicans team. And I agree with you. I think all of us, when we're on the mothership, all were on the New Orleans Pelicans here to take care of business. And it kind of blew up in our face yesterday. I know we were all on the Clippers yesterday, but I just think this uh, this, <laughs> this this uh, Pelicans team uh, should take care of business here. And then uh, they'll play the um, Clippers in L.A. Uh, for that eighth seed. But uh, let's get to some player props here. What are you kind of looking at for some of the guys you're looking out for in this game?
1: So in this one, I'm on Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram in his last five against the Spurs, 28, 29, 24, 27, 22. I think he has a very good opportunity to go ahead and light up the stat sheet against them. And when you think about it, they really don't have – Well, Brandon Ingram is slowly, slowly becoming, and I think he's getting to the point where he's there. I just kind of want to see him do it over the course of an entire season. Mm -hmm. He's starting to become one of those unguardable players in the NBA. Yeah. There's is, is a number of guys that, and I talk about it all the time that these guys are literally unguardable. It doesn't matter what you do. The best you can hope is that you just hold them on their production because they're going to go out there, they're going to get to their shot, and they're going to be able to make their shot when they get to their spot. And that's what Brandon Ingram does. When he gets to his spot, there's nothing stopping him from making his shot. And so I'm really, I really like Brandon Ingram here. I think that Jonas, Jonas has five straight double doubles against the Spurs. I think that's a little cool, little, you can play that with the. Parlay that with the win. I think you can get some pretty nice odds on that. And Mm -hmm. just a fun little bit. He's got also five straight games with at least one three-pointer made against the Spurs. And so when you look at Jonas Valachunas and you know that his three-point shot is decent, Mm -hmm. and if he gets the looks, he'll make it. Yeah, I think it could be a fun thing to just, hey, let's get his threes at plus money. Like Let's get him at plus money and just take a shot. That would be a cool, fun way – little spin of unit, three threes is probably some O.D. wild price. So I kind of like something like that. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Graham just hasn't done anything against the Spurs recently at all. He yeah. scored nine points, eight points, zero points, nine points, six points. This could be a Devontae Graham under because I just don't think they're going to put the ball in his hands. yeah I, I don't think that they're going to put the balls in his hands. I think it's all Brandon Ingram and it's all C.J. McCollum day and mixing a little bit of the big guys down low with Jonas Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes, I think that Devontae Graham becomes the odd man out. And so he can really catch himself just looking around for the majority of this game.
0: Yeah. I love the uh, Brandon Ingram angle here right now. Currently seeing his uh, numbers listed at 23 and a half. Like you said, he's had a lot of success against this uh, Spurs team uh, last four games. Uh, sorry, last five games, like you mentioned, he's had 23 or more in four out of the last five. So I think this is a, the moment for Brandon Ingram, right? I know it's a playing game, but like, it's time for you to showcase what you are capable of doing. Like he's become, he is an all-star in this league. There's no doubt about that, but you know, now, you know, he can put the world on notice that, Hey, I can be one of the better players in the NBA a top 20, top possibly even a top 10 guy. I mean, if he keeps on developing, um, I think he has that type of potential. So uh, I I like that number at 23 and a half, I think is a little conservative. And we know CJ McCollum is going to come out and do CJ McCollum things. Like I said, he's had, two games uh, out of the last three as a member of the Pelicans where he's had 30 plus points. So I think those two guys are probably going to take care of um, the scoring uh, for the Pelicans here tonight. Do you like anybody on the Spurs side here, Terrell, as far as player props?
1: No. uh, Jacob Podal. I think Poto, he has a, Three of his last four games, he's has a double-double, I think. And when you think of Jonas Valanciunas, he doesn't really guard anything on the inside. So if yeah. he's not getting Jack, Jackson Hayes, and I don't think that that's what they want. They don't want Poto on Hayes. They want Hayes kind of playing off a little bit, able to play the blame rather than playing in band. So mm-hmm. I like Poto. He could probably do something. I'd probably look at his points and maybe a double-double in this one.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at his rebounds here for him, and it's at eight and a half at minus one thirty. But he's had games in four games this season. He's been in double digit rebounding for uh, the San Antonio Spurs, um, so that might be worth a look as well. Um, we haven't talked, to, talked about Dejounte Murray much here, but I think that you know we should not be talking about him because he's really good at like,
1: basketball. Yeah, Dejounte oh. Murray is really really good at basketball. <laughs>
0: He is, he, and we've seen him kind of flourish over the last two seasons here. He's kind of grown up in front of our eyes. But outside of uh, DeJounte Murray here, Terrell, what's another guy that you're kind of looking out for? I think it's probably going to have to be Kelvin Johnson, but anybody else that you think that has to really step up here to give the Spurs a chance against this Pelicans team? Or do you think it's going to be like a team effort like Minnesota had last night?
1: No, it's going to be a guy like Lonnie Walker and – just being able to shoot from beyond the arc. So the Pelicans are 29th in opponent's three-point percentage, and they're giving up 42% from three. Mm -hmm. That's where they're going to have to keep in this game because they're going to have to light up the scoreboard. They're going to have to find ways to light up the scoreboard. Even when the game slows down, they're going to have to find ways to light up the scoreboard. And so those those guys on the perimeter, that's what I'm looking for from the Spurs, and that's what I'm looking for, just to keep them in this game. Mm -hmm. is how can they attack them in perimeter because that's where you attack the pelicans it's not really so much as in the paint with jackson hayes down there now it's more of on the perimeter can you exploit them there
0: yeah i agree with that and it kind of looking at the uh three point percentage numbers you just talked about over the last 10 games they're kind of mirror of each other um as far as opponent makes allowed uh over the last 10 games the spurs are 23 the pelicans are 24 um but the more concerning part for the Pelicans is, like you mentioned, that opponent three-point percentage that they're giving up, uh, which is number 29 in the entire league, right down there with the Indiana Pacers over the last 10 games. So um, I think the Pelicans know what they kind of have to do here in this game and, um, you know, look for them to play better defense here tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get to Best bets. No, no, I'm good. All right, let's take one last break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll dive into our best bets for tonight's uh, playing in tournament games. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and build and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as forty thousand dollars with one entry. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America America buys and sells sports bets. It's Masters Week, and if you haven't used PropSwap to go for the green, then you are missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers, and then you sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. This allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free prop swap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All oh, right, coming off of the break here, um, we usually do lock in dogs here, Terrell, but I don't think either of us like uh, outright dogs. So why don't we do this? Uh, let's do a lock for tonight. And then let's throw out like one player prop that uh, as, a, uh, as a best bet as well. So you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Right, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, for my best bet, I think it's going to be unanimous here. I, th- I just got to go with the Pelicans here tonight, man, At minus five and a half against this, um, San Antonio Spurs team. I think that you have, you know, we talked about CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, you have Alan Chunas who can also contribute for you scoring and also rebounding. But I think the X factor really is going to be Jackson Hayes defense and rim protection for them. And, uh, you know, we have, we talked about Herb Jones as a rookie on this team. I think he's has great defensive, um, Prowlness, I guess we can say. So I think that's really going to help. And again, off the bench for them, uh, Jose Alvarado. We haven't, I, we didn't talk about him. This guy just just brings so much energy off the bench for them. Um, I really like the way he plays the game. A great defensive effort, guys. So I think again, you know, defense is going to be a priority here for the New Orleans Pelicans. So go minus five and a half as uh, my best bet. Um, as far as a player prop, I already locked this one in this morning. It was when you touched on on Brandon Ingram. Uh, 23 and a half over on his points here tonight. Um, for the last five games, he's gone over this number against the San Antonio Spurs. And I think that he's going to be the guy, him and CJ McClellan, are going to be the primary scorers here tonight for the New Orleans Pelicans. So um, give me the over 23 and a half on Brandon Ingram as a player prop best bet um, for tonight's action here in the NBA play-in tournaments. Terrell, what do you got, man?
1: All right. For my luck going to go with the first half over in the Charlotte Hornets and Hawks game. Both of these teams can get out. I think Charlotte's going to play a little bit better in the first half. Okay. But I think that this is an opportunity for both of these teams to get out early and go ahead and get some scoring going on both ends and then it slows down and it becomes that kind of lockdown defense playoff game that we're kind of used to seeing. So I like that play. I'll go ahead and rock with that. Do uh,
0: for, You have a number on
1: that? One twenty-one, I think. Uh, hold on. I'm looking. I'll on check it. I got it. Uh, yeah. Either way, oh, for boy. my dog, yeah, their number is. Oh no, that's the wrong game. All well, right, uh, one twenty and a half on WinBet. One twenty and a half. All right. Then for my player prop slash dog, just to give you something at plus money. Give me anything with Montrez Harold's name on it, actually, okay. to be honest. I'll take it – I don't have a number, and I'm trying to build it now. For Trez? On For like a double his double? – a double-double. Okay. I don't have a number on that. I think that that's really good, but you're getting him at basically four rebounds right now and mm-hmm. under 10 points just – Give me Trez for 10 points. That's plus money. I'll take it. I think that Trez is going to absolutely go bananas this game because the matchup suits him. And, you know, there's nobody to challenge him. He's not worried on the defensive side of ball. All he's doing is going out there and playing ball and scoring. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, give me Trez in this game. I, I, I love it, especially coming off the bench and playing that second unit for the Hawks where there's just nothing on the interior for them. Mm-hmm. And yes, give me his rebounds. But if you can find a double-double or if you can create a double-double prop on any of your books or anything like that, probably closer to game time because they tend to keep bench players away for a while, Yeah, you're going to get some crazy odds on it. And you're going to look way above everyone else when it cashes. So absolutely love that, love those plays
0: i'm trying to see on one book here only one book right now how it's listed for uh mantras harrell but yeah you're right definitely check closer to game time uh that's when they usually drop the um the bench players so uh yeah i do love that trez angle man Uh, i think you're spot on with that terrell so just to recap, uh, for my luck, I have the Pelicans minus five and a half here tonight against Spurs. And my player prop is going to be Brandon Ingram over 23 and a half. So maybe like a same-game parlay deal there. And then for Terrell, he likes the over first half in the Atlanta Hawks and Charlotte Hornets game at uh 120 and a half. And player props, anything with Montrez Harrell, uh, over nine and a half points is at plus money as well. And um, the uh, Over four and a half rebounds to that plus money as well. But like Terrell said, if you can build that double double, I think you can get some really really good odds uh, on uh, Montrez to get a double double here tonight against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, shorter pod here today, Terrell. We usually go an hour and a half, but with the regular season over and two games on the schedule, um, we we can only talk about so much. So, you have anything else you would kind of get want to get off your chest before we get out of here? No, no, I'm good. All right. So uh Terrell and Scott will be back tomorrow morning. They will recap the games from tonight as well as dig into the Boston and the Brooklyn season or sorry, the playoff series. They'll break that down, as well as the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they'll give out best bets and all the good stuff. So make sure to tune in all week for the NBA gambling podcast. And just a reminder, we do have a NBA playoff bracket challenge happening. It's pinned on our Twitter account uh, at SGPN NBA. Just go ahead and click on that link. You'll get all the directions there and get into the the uh, bracket challenge there. First place in the winner gets five hundred dollars, courtesy of the bosses. They're feeling uh, generous from SGPN. So this is a good time. If you don't already have the app, make sure to get over to your Google Play Store or your app store, download the SGPN app. You'll see that black and red logo there. Uh, Just do us a favor, leave us a rating and review for the SGPN network, for the app, as well as for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, A lot of you have sent in reviews. We appreciate them. Please keep them coming in. I know we have a lot of fans, a lot of listeners. Terrell has a lot of fans, uh, so make sure to say some kind words about Terrell. Leave him a review on for the NBA Gambling Podcast. With that being said, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. You can follow Terrell on his Instagram and Twitter account at ReallyReal underscore underscore. Give us a follow there. Uh, We're pretty good about interacting with our our listeners and our fans. Uh, It's always a great conversation, so uh, make sure to follow us there. Good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba 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 basketball, gimme 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 the ball, because I'm gonna go get it! Ba of ba basketball, gimme 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 the ball, because I'm gonna go get